make it back. Salutations and shit, folks. Welcome. Welcome, welcome back to another episode of your favorite travel podcast, Travel and Shit, where I, your host, D. Carrie, have an experiential conversation about the nuanced ways that travel intersects with regular life. Merry fucking Christmas, guys. Um, Happy New Year. I hope the holidays are treating you very well. Um, And I am going to get to the point this week. uh, We're closing out the year. I am in quite the reflective space and I am, I've been spending some time thinking back on a little baby traveler me. And I thought that it would be quite appropriate to literally go back to when I started traveling. So before I started the podcast, I actually did a, um, basically a podcast. I did a review of my experience leaving the country for the first time. Um, I did a really cute little YouTube video. I am in hindsight, kind of impressed with, um, the, I guess, rudimentary editing skills. When I tell you, I, since we're reflecting, I will also say that I, don't think I have the same level of patience for a lot of investigative things um, that younger me had. I promise you, I was able to Google and figure things out so much better earlier in the game. Um, And I feel like now when I Google things, and in fairness to me, um, algorithms have changed. Platforms have changed. A lot of, you know, companies in general have changed just the way they do business. So, um, I don't think that it's all me, but I feel like I was able to figure out how to do new things. Also in fairness, there wasn't as much to have to know how to do 10 years ago. I wasn't trying to work against an algorithm. 10 years ago, software just wasn't where it is now. So I think that actually is a a great addition that I wasn't intending to add to this episode, but, um, giving grace, like we may not have necessarily accomplished all the goals that we set out for the beginning of the year. Uh, but you know what, y'all, we are not where we started. And this week, I am going to uh, share with you guys the video that I did first. I am, I started watching it back and I am so proud of my little edit job. Um, I was just a different person then. And I may not have had any, you know, crazy international travel this year. I don't really have any crazy international travel set up for next year, Mexico next year and Mexico, I think we did, uh, last year also, but, um, I'm proud of the progress that I've made and I, uh, am quite excited to share that with you guys. So this week is an example of honoring the progress that we've made, reflecting back on, you know, who we were, where we were in our travel journeys when we started and appreciating the growth that we have been fortunate to experience over the years, as well as just 2023 in general. It may not be uh, the year of the quarantine. It is still a COVID year. Fuck all the other noise. COVID is still a possibility for us to catch, right? Um, So times are very different from where they were in 2017. But I am Happy to see that I have progressed since 2017. And honestly, it it really doesn't do anything but just have me a bit more hopeful for the years to come. I've been able to do so much in a little bit of time with the efforts that I have put into my um, little goals. And I say little goals because I've historically had a difficult time setting goals. And so I don't necessarily have any large goals, any concrete goals that I have set. It's not really my thing, but I am looking forward to what my thing can be next year. I'm not putting any pressure on myself to, you know, um, figure it all out or plan, 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 plan. But I'd mentioned, uh, 
earlier in this year, but still towards the end of the year that I was spending a bit of time working on processes so that I can have certain routines, if you will, in place so that I can step into and ease into what 2024 will be for me with ease. And uh, that being said, I hope you guys enjoy this week's flashback. Again, it is the first video that I actually did after I left the country for the first time. I wasn't doing the podcast then. At the time, I only had, I may have had a blog at the time. May have had a blog, may not have had a blog. Um, I think I was doing a bit more like hair tutorials. I was just creating content. I was having a good fucking time. I was doing what the fuck I wanted when I wanted and how I wanted. I was having a great time creating content. That's before there were algorithms. That's back when really Twitter and Instagram were the girls and, um, and YouTube. And so, uh, again, Give yourself grace, appreciate the growth that we've made, and enjoy looking back on baby us. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode um, and me talking about my trip to Bermuda. All right, y'all. I'll check back in at the end of the episode. Hello, hello. This is D. Carrie, and I am here to finally tell you guys about my trip to Bermuda. So... I've never been out the country prior. A little embarrassed to admit that, but um, wait. So I went to Canada when I was like nine, but that was a family trip. So I don't really think that that counts. But anyway, uh, my trip to Bermuda was for five days and I went by myself. So not only was it my first international trip, it was my first solo trip. Well, I won't. I mean, I usually do stuff by myself, but when I go someplace, I generally stay with someone I know. So I'll do the traveling part by myself, but I will um, link up with someone at my destination generally. But this time I went to Bermuda, which is really close. I live in New York, so Bermuda is closer to me than Florida is. I got there in less than two hours. It's going to take me longer to fly to some parts uh it takes longer to fly to new orleans than it does to bermuda but anyway um first trip solo trip went to bermuda i stayed at uh grotto bay resort and lounge no wait here's the thing i stayed at a grotto bay beach resort i can't say how much i loved this resort um there was only one person that I got a less than perfect vibe from, and that was the guy that initially checked me in. He wasn't rude. He was just kind of dry. Um, but other than that, everybody was super warm, super welcoming. Everyone was um, willing and open to speak with me and kind of just answer any questions and go in above and beyond to um, make sure that I had all the information that I needed. Um, but... Before I jump into the Bermuda trip, let me first mention that I wasn't even supposed to be in Bermuda. I had been planning to go to Martinique for maybe a month. I had everything booked. My flight was booked. I was flying with Norwegian. I was going to be renting a car when I got there. And I was going to be staying at a hotel. Um, I want to say at the, if you're looking at a map of Martinique, I was staying what I would presume to be the north. It could be the west. I don't really know. But I was staying at the top of the island and the airport was at the bottom. So I was anticipating, anticipating doing a lot of driving. Um, my best friend, shout out to the bestie Courtney. My dear Courtney, she braided my hair for me the night before I left. So Friday, I was supposed to be on a Saturday. Friday night at like four o'clock in the morning, we got maybe seven braids left to go and I get a text message. I ignore it because it's four o'clock in the morning and I can't think of who would really be texting me anything at four o'clock in the morning. But then when you get that second alert, I'm like, wait a minute, who really is texting me at four o'clock in the morning? Nobody's texting me at four o'clock in the morning. So then I was like, what the fuck is going on? Apparently, the flight was canceled. Norwegian sent a text alert, and um, there was no flight to Martinique. 
Their customer service, I will say, is pretty, pretty good. I ended up calling a few minutes after that and trying to get some more information at the time. They didn't have anything, but um, subsequently I got more text messages that were saying that something hit the plane on the ground in Martinique. So that nixed my flight for that day. Um, it was four o'clock on Saturday. So anyway, I called and um, they were going to call me back with some backup plans. They had um, hopefully an emergency plan to get me there as soon as possible. But it turned out that there, soon as possible, was the next day from Boston at that. So long story short, I ended up canceling everything. I got all my money back except for um, about $80, which was the hotel's cancellation policy where you pay for um, one night. Uh, I will say special thank you to uh, Expedia, whom I booked my lodging accommodations through. They did try to reach out to the hotel on my behalf to see if they can get the cancellation fee waived since the cancellation was due to no faults of my own. Um, so that ended up working out. I wasn't, I say I took the womp of a change in plans, if you will, pretty well. Um, so canceled Martinique and within maybe a few hours, actually I took my ass to sleep. I canceled Martinique, took a nap for about a couple of hours and um, woke up and booked Bermuda. So I booked on Saturday, flew out Sunday. Um, the resort is beautiful to start. It is about five minutes from the airport and it is a smooth $10 cab ride. They accept American currency, so that was a big plus. Sidestep, I'm glad I didn't book any of the excursions that I had intended on booking in Martinique because I don't know how easy it would have been for me to get my money back for, for those once the uh, trip was canceled. So thank heavens for small favors, right? Um, so I didn't have anything planned when I went to Bermuda. When I tell you I planned Martinique. I had like something that I had anticipated on doing every single day when I got out there. So I really did take a lot of energy and effort into that anticipated vacation, but it ended up going totally out the window when I had to change the plans. So I basically showed up with nothing planned. I got there with my little carry-on. Thankfully they both, you know, dropped on, so I didn't have to change much of my stuff that I packed. But I got there a little unprepared for the weather because it's there, I guess there's spring now. It didn't get hotter than 73 degrees the entire time I was there. So it fluctuated between like 65 and 73. Um, so that was a great change of pace from New York, but it wasn't the 85 degrees, 90 degrees that I was anticipating like getting to Martinique. But um all that to say, I ended up getting in the cab and it was pretty exciting to ride on the left side of the road for the first time. Um, that was, you know, like a small perk in life, I guess. It's one of those things that you don't really think about doing until you think about doing it, right? Um, what else did I do? Um, I went to check in. That was really quick, easy, direct to the point. I ended up um, getting a ride from the, I guess, welcoming house to where I was staying. I stayed in St. David's Lodge, room 460. I was on the, uh, the top floor, which was the third floor. And unbeknownst to me at the time, it I personally don't think I could have asked for anything better than that room. I was breathtaken, literally, when I opened the door like as soon as i walked into like okay first of all the doors are you can see through the doors into the room and there's like blinds that you can open and close the slats from the inside right so i'm pretty sure that i could see straight through the room when i got there but it didn't register because i didn't i guess expect know what to expect in hindsight, as I'm saying it, it sounds really stupid, but anyway. So I opened the door and immediately as you look through, you can see the terrace and the view. 
and it was absolutely incredible. Like I love the beach, but New York Beach, if you ain't never been on the beach, it's trash compared to I would venture to say any other beach. Our water is brown. Our sand is brown. <laughs> Everything about it is comparatively gross. But when that's all you have, you deal, right? So when I saw this blue ass water, and it, it is just like, bruh, bruh, it was beautiful. I really, I had a moment where I just felt so blessed and so fortunate that I could take this trip. And not only take the trip, but that I was able to bounce back from such a disruption in my anticipated plans. Like, I was able to, you know, it's just, I was able to do this and I did it myself. I didn't have anybody's help. I did it. So that was, um, that was pretty big for me. So, um, you know, I take a minute, call my mama, call my grandma. Let them know I made it there safely and um, that everything had worked out so far. Um, let's see. As uh, soon as I kind of pulled my shit together, I called uh, the concierge desk to book my spa appointment because, bitch, there's a spa in a cave on the ground. Exactly. I was definitely making sure that that happened. So one of the first things I did was call to book that appointment. When I called, I realized when I'm asking her to go through like the price, like the types of massages and facials and stuff that they have and the prices, I'm like, let me just show up. I ain't doing nothing. So I went down to uh, the welcome house again, went to concierge, sat down with, I believe her name was Malia. She was so helpful. She um, gave me the little pamphlet, went through it, booked my spa, uh, spa day. And she ended up actually giving me a rundown of the island, different things to see, places to eat, um, things that I would be interested in and broke down the bus and how the bus here works. I've got to say, Bermuda, you've got a bomb ass bus system. I don't take the bus in New York. I hate the bus. But in Bermuda, it is comparable to the cleanest of the New York buses that you will ever see. Every one of the buses that I got on was that clean. They were promptly on time. They were every 15 minutes, if not sooner. But the beauty in where I was staying at Grotto Bay is that there's a bus stop directly in front of the property. Like you would think that it was part of the property. Um, it's really easy to take the bus there. So that was great. So first day after I um, booked my spa appointment, I ended up taking the bus to town. I actually went to St. George's to go eat um, at Malia's suggestion. I went to Wahoo's. So I ended up eating alone, which was totally fine with me because I do it home in New York. The wait staff was incredible. Everybody was really nice, especially the guy that kept telling me that I was very pretty. Shout out to you. Made a girl feel great. Um, what else? Food was great. I ended up getting, I think, the Bermuda Triangle. Um, mahi Mahi, rockfish, something else. The plantains out there taste different like plantains are good here but out there they just seem richer like there's like a another level another layer of textured flavor if you will but anyway i did um wahoos came home took my ass to sleep it was a long day tuesday no that was sunday monday i ended up doing the beach all day monday was the nicest day out there it got up to maybe 73 74 and um, I ended up getting up to go down to get breakfast. And when I saw how nice it was, I decided to do a little bit of exploring on the grounds. So I walked around to go see what the beach looked like. And then I ended up staying on the beach and drinking my coffee, having my uh, parfait, and really just having a great little breakfast on the beach. Because it's the off season, the beach was dead. It was like one of the, shout out to that, that dude. Now that and, uh, I think about a hindsight. It was cute. Nice little body. He was doing his little workout on the beach. Wasn't pissed at all. Was not pissed at all. Review. Along with beautiful ass Bermuda. Um, that was great. Went back to the room. Put on a swimsuit. And went back to the beach. Um, like I said, off season. So 
that was a plus for me since the private beach was pretty small. So it helps not be there in July when you've got like 150 people there and on like 100 of those 150 on the beach with you. So anyway, it was a couple other people on the beach, but not too many. Um, I just love being able to see my toes in the water, no matter how far out I went, which I would not go out that far. Cause again, I don't want to get swept away and like lost in another country. Um, you could see in the water, like it was, it was incredible. Um, so my beach day was beautiful. I gotta say what else that was Monday, Tuesday, I ended up, um, doing my spa day, bruh. The massage was incredible. Mind you, in the cave, you come in and each of the little rooms where you're getting your massage is floating on the water in the cave. Like, I don't know if you can see that well from the pictures because it was totally dark in there. Um, I'm not a professional photographer, so I was not getting, I guess, the greatest pictures, but you can probably tell from some of them that these were little, little tiny little rooms just floating in a freaking cave, bruh. It was incredible. Massage was like exactly what the kid needed. The facial, I gotta say, if you do go, don't bother really with, um, I mean, I don't really wanna say don't bother with the facial at all, but because we were in the cave, they couldn't do any extraction. So it wasn't like a really, um, you know, like if you were back home in a, like a regular setting, you would get like the extractions, they clean your pores and all of that gross but great stuff. So they didn't do that. So for what I spent for it, it was a total waste of money, if you ask me. But that massage, Ebony, sis, I'm pretty sure I remember your name. I'm 97% sure your name is Ebony. Thank you. Like, on point. The facial felt nice. I just, like I'm saying, to feel like what I paid for someone to just wash my face for me gently was, was worth it in hindsight. Anywho, the uh, spa was great. After I did the spa, I ended up just walking my relaxed self back to the main house. And I sat at the bar for a few hours, talked to Joe, shout out to Joe, one of the guests at the restaurant. And I can't remember his name, but um, one of the bartenders, um, Javon, I want to say, put me on to the all-inclusive package only being an extra $109 per night. According to what I was seeing on Expedia, they were charging $350 additional per person per night for the all-inclusive option. I don't got it like that. So I can't do $300 worth of anything in a day. I can't eat $300 alone. I can't drink $300. I can't activity myself $300 worth of anything. So I definitely wasn't about to do that. But when he told me it was only a hundred something dollars a night, Clyde, the manager was passing by and they would tell me, speak to Clyde, see what you can do. Clyde, thank you very much. Um, he was able to apply the all-inclusive retroactively for that current day, Tuesday, and for, because uh, you have to do it for a minimum of three days. So it ended up being Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, since I was leaving early on Friday. So thank you very much to the uh, staff that made that happen for me. I upgraded to all-inclusive. They ended up comping the three drinks that I already ordered. And then I ended up going ahead and ordering some food and, um, great time. The drinks were good. And I ended up doing room service for dinner. Only thing I didn't like about the hotel is that they don't do room service. The only room service available is like pizza. But, um, one of the other hotels that came on shift after Jovan was telling me, if you get the pizza, just make sure you ask them to include like dessert and a salad so that you can get the, uh, all-inclusive dinner package portion. You know, you can just basically get the bang for your buck if you want to get the um the room service. I just didn't like that it was just um pizza because pizza was gross. I'm from New York, we're spoiled. Our pizza's the greatest. So I just ate some cheese off of the pizza and kept it pushing. Um Tuesday was pretty much just the spa. That was like the biggest uh incredible. It's beautiful. Um so even on a rainy day, it turned out and it rained on Tuesday. It rained. 
Um, but it stopped enough for me to get to the spa and it stopped enough for me to get to the bar and then to my room. So rain all you want, as long as I don't get, you know, drenched in the process. Wednesday, I started a little late. Um, I ended up getting breakfast and then going to the concierge desk again to get some information about going into town. And I ended up speaking to Miss Joyce. I gotta say Miss Joyce was my favorite one of my favorite people, one of two favorite peoples, I gotta say that I've met. Um, I met both favorite people that day, but one of my favorite people that I met down there that was, uh, she's initially from, I think, Maryland, and she ended up marrying a man from Bermuda and they moved out there. And um, she was just absolutely a dream. She went above and beyond, went totally out of her way to help me get information about different sites and landmarks in town that I wanted to see. I'm very interested in black history. So wherever I go, I want to learn about the black history of the area. Um, so Miss Joyce made some phone calls for me. She called some of the museums, um, actually asked, I believe her name was Miriam. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but she called the uh, Bermudian Heritage Museum for me, spoke with whom I believe is called named Miriam. The, um, woman that was working that day asked her to stay a little bit longer so that I can get there before they closed. And um, even when I got there, Miss Joyce ended up calling to make sure that I got there okay and suggested other locations that um, the woman could tell me to visit while I was out there. So um, thank you, Miss Joyce. I greatly appreciate your beautiful warm spirit. And um, she even left a packet as promised in my room with information that um, she looked into for me, like she did further investigating for me. Um, so I ended up checking out the Bermudian Heritage Museum, which was eh, not that fun, but just the, um, you know, the speaking with um, the woman that was doing the tour there was nice. It's a lot of artifacts that I've already seen from doing, you know, other Black history tours and stuff in the States. Um, but it was nice of her to walk through everything with me and answer all the questions. Uh, she, along with Miss Joyce's um, suggestion, directed me to St. Peter's Church. Um, and on my way trying to find St. Peter's Church, I ended up stumbling upon Yo Cherry. Yo. Let me tell you. I don't know this man's name, but Amber, who was the young lady that was working the register and was my second favorite person, she was such a joy to talk to. She was really sweet. And um, she called, I guess, the owner or the manager in charge. I believe it. I'm assuming that he's the owner of the establishment. She called him boss, so I'm going to call him boss. Boss and Amber, thank you so much. Um, you guys took very good care of me. And out of... All the what were um, the parfaits and the ice creams that he handmade on his own there, tamarind ginger was my absolute favorite. Yo, they they let me taste everything in the store. I got a sample of everything in there, and he even gave me a sample of his chicken dumpling soup. Like go figure, a frozen yogurt spot that sells homemade soup. All of it was great. So thank you very much to Amber and thank you very much to Boss. Um, they put me on to like an app to help me get around the island. Amber directed me to St. Peter's Church where I went to go visit. They have beautiful architecture. The inside of the church is beautiful. Um, I believe it was built by slaves and free blacks at the time. There's even a burial site for blacks and, well, free blacks and um, slaves, I believe, in on the grounds there in St. George. I ended up just walking around town for a little bit, did a little bit of shopping, um, took a couple random pictures and concluded the little visit in town by going to the Cathedral Caves, which are caves also located on the Grotto Bay Resort. Now, I had never been in caves before. The closest thing to a cave is the damn subway that I've been in. So I gotta say, it was one hell of an experience. It's one of those things where even though you're scared, you tell yourself to do it because you don't want to miss out on the experience. So the only regret I gotta say I have from the trip 
is not swimming in the cave. Like I swam at the beach, which I was still kind of scared to do because I was by myself. But I swam, I wanted to swim in the cave because shit, you can't, why not? You know, go swim in the cave. The water is beautiful, it's clear, it's blue. That's the only thing I wish I'd done. Um, I ended up going to explore the caves with myself. Like when I initially went in, there was like a group of other people in there, but they left shortly after. And I ended up just going deeper into the cave once I saw that you could and um, took a lot of pictures, put the um, what do you call it, little timer on my phone and tried snapping away. Of course, the lighting was pretty trash, so it wasn't that easy. But overall, I got to say that it was a little fun um, exploration time for me. It's quite exciting. Jones shit. There could be persons place in here. I don't know if there's a handle on it, but that's straight cat down there. No fucking chance. <laughs> the pit in my stomach. For all these dark corners, bro. Then you walk in and like, uh, get a good picture. Be out. <laughs> Commercial break. So, I had to stop recording. Snack time and the battery died. Shout out to JetBlue. Put me onto these things. These popcorners. Was eating these on the plane. Bad good, bro. And I was surprised. I don't know why I was thinking that these were like the JetBlue brand. Because you know how they have like those terracotta chips or terracotta. So, I was thinking that these were JetBlue thing. And I got to my hood ass grocery store and they were in there. Bought me two bags. Mmm. Carnival kettle. That's one they have on the plane. Anywho. So. Wednesday. After I did the, um. The good things on the resort. Because there are a couple of different cave systems on Bermuda. But Rotter Bay has their own cave system on the resort and that's a cathedral cave. So I went there. After that, went to the bar, ordered some drinks to go, and I ended up ordering um, dinner to come back to the room because you can't have it delivered to the room uh, via just, you know, ordering it from the room because the room service options aren't that vast. But um, you can definitely order your food from the bar or the restaurant and bring it back to the room. So anyway, ordered escargot. Peep how that went. All right, so in Bermuda, I'm gonna try this escargot. 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 It looks pretty terrible. When you don't think about what it is you're actually eating, shit is incredible. Absolutely delicious. If I would have known this was it, this little corner right here, where the camera at? Having a hard time. Boom. That. If I knew that's where I was getting, I would have got more than one. But I still got tomorrow. All inclusive was the way to go. 
that skirt girl is popping. You just like can't think about what it is that you're eating. Girl, don't do it. Don't tell yourself you're eating a snail. Just tell yourself that you're eating a delicacy and go for the flavor. Because it's delicious. And until you think about what's in your mouth, and you're like, what the fuck am I doing? Remember the flavor. Remember the flavor. Also ordered a uh, rockfish. I believe that that's one of like the main fish on Bermuda. And um, for obvious reasons, the shit is delicious. Um, what else did I do? Oh yeah, that was Wednesday. So Thursday, I ended up getting up a wee bit earlier because I wanted to try to get as much done on my last, you know, full day there. I ended up going to the Aquarium, museum, slash zoo. It's all three in one. In New York, we're very big on uh, each of those, I guess you could say. Like, the size of this aquarium, museum, slash zoo was about the size of Central Park Zoo. And if you've been to the Central Park Zoo, you know it's, I don't want to say a joke, but compared to the other sites in New York, the Central Park Zoo is wicked tiny. So in Bermuda, though, this was um, all three in one. It was really nice. My favorite part of it was the aquarium section. The um, zoo part was okay. It had more animals, I'd venture to say, than Central Park Zoo does. Um, or the shade. I don't like the Central Park Zoo. I won't go to zoos in general anymore, especially not the Bronx Zoo after I learned that they um, had a human being in the zoo as uh, an exhibit. I think his name was Oda Banga, um, but it was in the Bronx Zoo here in good old New York. They had a black man as an exhibit along with the rest of the damn animals. So yeah, after I learned that, ain't been back to the zoo since, never going back. Um, well, I don't wanna say never because I don't know that I would want to deprive my children of the experience of going to the zoo since I knew how much I liked the zoo beforehand. I don't know. One of those things to think about down the line if it ever gets there. Anywho, went to the zoo in Bermuda because it was attached to the um, aquarium that I wanted to see. And um, the aquarium side was nice, like I said. The zoo part had a couple animals. Um, I will say that that bitch is kind of open. There's water, you're surrounded by water everywhere. Like you can't really get lost. A lot of people are going to keep telling you because if you walk far enough one way, ocean, walk far enough another way, ocean, right? So I kind of got the sense that you make the wrong step and you're going to fall off into the ocean. Like, especially with kids running around, it was a little jarring to me how many like open areas there were like just roped off like a legitimate like rope or something or like a janky ass fence just keeping you from cliffs ground rock you know what I mean water that kind of thing but I guess that just might be the culture there that the people are just used to the water just being there and hold on to your damn kids how about that speaking of white people y'all don't know fear in certain cases I was in the zoo and there were what I'm going to venture to say were peacocks just roaming free. I mean, I'm here, here's the peacock. And we're this far because, I mean, we're further than this. Like if I'm this big and the peacock's this big, scale wise, this is how close we were, if that makes any sense. This woman and like the five kids that she was responsible for by herself um, were just like, oh, you know, let her take her pictures. Don't go, you know, give her a minute. I'm like, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Go ahead. Bye. Because I knew I wasn't trying to get any closer to these damn free ass little peacocks. And they just strolled on by like it was nothing. I, I was afraid that that thing was going to like jump on one of the kids. Because you know, kids don't have no damn fear. Well, some kids do. But those kids didn't have any fear. I was waiting on one of them to just like touch it or grab it. And then for the little shits to attack the babies or something, but they walked on by like it was a damn dog. Not I. I saw that them things were coming closer and I promptly carried my little ass on the other way. Um, 
what else at the museum slash aquarium. Afterwards, I bought a couple of overpriced items from the gift shop. They were, I got to say that Bermuda is probably comparably priced to New York. So it wasn't like breaking my pockets, if you will. It's like you go to Manhattan, you expend, you expect to spend $10 to $15 on a drink. So when they charged me $10 to $15 for a drink in Bermuda, it was just like, oh, this is normal stuff. You know what I mean? It wasn't a big deal. So $5 for a magnet, $5 for a shot glass, which I learned I could get for $2 and $3 in one of the gift shops in town. You know, I only thing that I wished I kind of didn't buy was a hat and a mug that I could have gotten way cheaper in town. Other than that, I wasn't crying, right? So after I finished in the gift shop, I went to speak with the front desk attendants to ask them if they could direct me to Gibbet Island. So Gibbet Island is where they would execute and publicly display the slaves at that time. I was compelled to see that, obviously. I wanted to see what that piece of history looked like now, what they did with it, if they did anything with it, if there was anything to commemorate the lives that were taken um, there. But um, sadly, there isn't. But they were kind enough and gracious enough to... Now, mind you, I don't know if I mentioned before, but Bermuda is not a pedestrian island. There are no sidewalks. There might be a few scattered here and there, a few and far between where they may have like bus stops, but even a lot of their bus stops are just on the side of the road. No standing room or anything like that. They're just there. But the young lady at the desk um, was trying to describe to me where it was. It was literally like directly across from us because there were buildings in the way and like the way the building was situated, I wouldn't be able to see it from where we were. So she Google earthed it, looked it up, and she directed me the bus route to take so that I could one, go into town because I was going into Hamilton afterward. Excuse me, and also so that I could take the bus that way, which was the safer route because she didn't want me to have to walk since there are no sidewalks. So she broke all that down for me. There was an information page so I can get more information about the island and um, greatly appreciate her for that. So I went outside to um, wait for the bus and Dwayne, the gentleman that was at the desk, I know, helping, you know, helping the young lady give me information and uh, places to go. Cause they also told me different things to stop and see while I was in Hamilton. Um, they let me know about the um, Sarah or Sally Bassett statue in, I think, Queen Victoria Park, but I know it's definitely in Hamilton. They let me know about all these places that I should go visit um, in Hamilton. And I was waiting for the bus and Dwayne came out and said, hey, I'm going down to Hamilton. Do you want a ride? All the New York in me said, fuck no, nah, I don't want no ride. But of course I said, Sure, <laughs> quit on vacation, right? Um, I wanna say like, you know, I'd spoken to him prior. He was very nice and respectful. It was funny, kind. Didn't strike me as somebody that I should really be worried about, but in every Lifetime movie, that's always the killer. But, um, you know, I've gotten pretty good at following my gut and trusting my gut and my gut said, girl, go for it. So um, thank you, Dwayne, for that ride. It was. Very informative. Turns out he was like a cop at Bermuda, on Bermuda for a while. He lived in New York for, uh, no, he lived in, I think, Florida for a while. Like, he was mad cool. And he ended up taking me into Hamilton, but he stopped when we got to Give It, to Give it Island and, you know, let me cross over the street, which is complicated as all hell because I don't know which way the traffic is supposed to be coming from. So I'm trying to look both ways and cars are coming from, girl, it's a bit confusing. So anyway, hot out the car, went across the street, got um, a picture and it's just an unassuming island. You would never know that it was a monstrosity of a place. You would never know the horrible, dark history of it because it's just a random ash, lush island that's just sitting on sitting on the water, because that's what islands do. But anyway, 
Um, saw that, hop back in, and he pointed out different places along the ride. He showed me the different courthouses, their um, Supreme Court, their, um, I guess you could say like their town hall. Um, he pointed out where the Sally Bassett statue was. He pointed out where the grocery store, where the, uh, what was it? Something pie, cassava pie. They told me to get cassava pie since I was out there. That's what uh, Bermudians eat for Christmas, Easter, and all that. And it's basically cornbread. It's a little, uh, I think, heavier, a little thicker, and I guess it's made of cassava, but it was pretty good. Uh, what else? Um, pointed out, I forgot what it's called. I'm gonna, when I put the picture up, I'll put the name of it also, but it was dug out by caves and it, not caves, it was dug out by slaves and it only took them five years to do it. Like when you see, like they carved out freaking stone. They didn't have machinery, okay? Five years. And they've been working on the bandwidth for how long? And I know it's a really poor comparison because playing at lunch break, you know what I'm saying? But um, it's just to see the work they did that's still standing, um, it's just incredible. Um, what else did I do? So I just walked around Hamilton for a while, did some more shopping. I, um, I'm trying to think of some place that you can compare it to, which is like a right last town, you know? And I went to the bus terminal, sat around for a while, waited for the bus. Again, the bus ride is great. And I ended up stopping and walking back because Grotto Bay is walking distance to Fantasy and Crystal Caves, which are, um, I guess, a major tourist attraction. Uh, went to the caves out there and those caves were, um, there was a tour along with the caves. The first cave was, I want to say, Crystal Cave. And that was decent. I mean, the caves themselves were beautiful. The tour itself was just decent. The tour guide was nice. Um, eh, humor didn't quite match mine. So I guess I could have enjoyed it better. I could relate to the tour guide a little better. I had two other people on the tour with me. Um, beautiful grounds to look at. Um, and, you know, I'd give it maybe like a 7 out of 10. But... The second set of caves, fantasy caves, were beautiful. I ended up having Lenny as my tour guide. Shout outs to the Leinster. Thank you very much for an amazing tour. I gotta say, in all fairness to the other tour guide, it was just me on this tour versus the other couple that was with me on the other tour. So Lenny was able to give me um, a more personalized tour. It was just the two of us. So walked around, he took a bunch of pictures for me, um, told me some really cool stories. And um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I personally just think that, I believe it's the fantasy caves are much nicer. I mean, it's more water, like you're walking across the water, like you're literally on a floating dock to cross the water. I don't think a dock is the correct word. A uh, floating bridge, because it goes from one end to the other, the dock just goes out into the water. You're on a floating ass bridge and you're walking across the water in the caves. Incredible. So. After that, let's see. Um, oh, I never mentioned Sally Bassett is um, a key figure in Bermuda because, well, she's got a statue. I can't really say exactly why she, of all people, has a statue in Bermuda. I don't really know. But um, her story is she was tried on suspicion of poisoning whites and they burned her at the stake, even though she um, protested and declared her innocence, of course said that she did no wrongdoing. Apparently, I, there's lore that says that um, her, that the, I guess the national flower sprouted from her ashes. And then um, there's a saying that there's gonna be like a really hot day, like a real scorcher that is gonna be a, um, a Sally Bassett day. Um, but that was me moving back. So 
after the caves, I ended up just walking back to the resort. That was pretty cool. Um, then after I got back to the resort, I ended up, of course, stopped to get my food. Uh, went back to the room. Had, I think, rockfish. More escargot, because this shit is delicious. And um, got it together so I could leave the next day. All in all, I had an incredible, incredible trip. Um, Bermuda is beautiful. Bermuda, thank you for a good time. Grotto Bay staff, thank you all for your continued help and your kindness and your patience. Um, the food I had at the resort was delicious. Um, and I can't wait to go someplace again. I know I kept saying to everybody that, you know, because everybody asks, how's the day? How, you know, how's everything going? Are you liking your state? Do you need anything? Is everything okay? Even um, the housekeeping staff, um, every morning if I pass them, how are you? How are you doing? How's everything? Do you need anything? Everybody was so damn nice. And I hate comparing them to New Yorkers like, oh, New Yorkers aren't nice. Because a lot of us are nice. But it's just, and it wasn't like um, an overbearing nice. It wasn't an, um, oh, this is kind of like, I'm asking you because it's my job. I felt like they were asking because they legitimately cared. You know what I mean? Um, I had such a good time. Gratitude, thank you. Um, Yo, Cherry. Amber, boss, thank you. Miss Joyce, especially, thank you. Dwayne from the Aquarium Zoo Museum, thank you. Um, who else? Clyde from Grotto Bay, thank you. Aaliyah from Grotto Bay, thank you. My taxi driver, I think his name, oh, was it Claude? I don't know, but I had the same guy pick me up and drop me off. Thank you as well. Um, I ended up having the entire row of seats to myself there and back. So shout out to Jet Luke for that. <laughs> um, I had a really great vacation and everybody says like solo travel will change your life. I don't think that Bermuda was the trip to change my life per se because it came with a lot of the comforts of home. Um, I stayed at, which is, I think the hotel is rated as a three-star resort. I honestly can't really say that it was three-star because I haven't been that many places. But hearing from people that claim to have traveled around the world and been at their share of luxury resorts, this is not a three-star hotel. Hotel is easily four. If you ask me, I've been to some shithole in the walls. This place is far from it. Like, the rooms were clean. Like, the bathrooms were clean. Like, I didn't feel like... I never walked on floors bare feet, barefoot, but... So I didn't. But I didn't feel like my toes were going to fall off if I showered without my, my flip-flops. I didn't wear my, my flip-flops in the shower. And that speaks volumes. Like, for me, Curleen's daughter, I don't play with that germ shit. You know what I mean? So, it was a clean resort. Everyone was kind. The grounds were beautiful. Just the amenities, other than there not being room service, were incredible. Being off-season, there weren't a lot of the water sports available, but um, I did see a guy with a snorkeling mask. I did want to snorkel, but it was cold, so I figured I'd save that for another trip. But overall, if I could drop my little quasi-unexperienced two cents in there, it's not a three-star. I would agree with Joe and say that it's easily a four- or five-star resort. Um, I want to bring my mama. It was so great there. I had such an amazing time, but, um, I will say that it may have changed me in the sense where I can say definitely that I am about that life when it comes to a certain level of, um, adventure and exploration, um, between the caves, swimming in the ocean. And just walking around in the town of a country, let alone a city that I've never been in by myself. Um, 
just really listening to your gut and staying in tune with what you feel is safe and unsafe. With the whole um, first bus ride I took when I was going to Wahoo's, Wahoo's is tucked away on like a back block so that you can't really see it from the main street where the bus leaves you. And I was getting off the bus, the bus driver was trying to uh, direct me where to go. And the older gentleman was getting off the bus and he just said, well, I'll take her. And so he was an older guy. Thank you. I'll carry one of your grocery bags for you. So we walked down the street and he showed me where Wahoo's was. And he gave me a little bit of Bermuda history. And we talked for a little bit. And it's just like in New York, if somebody just randomly says, I'll walk you someplace. I'm like, no, good. Thank you. I, I can find it. But here you just kind of, oh, when you're traveling, it's like when you do all the research you can about someplace and everywhere it just says, um, don't do anything you wouldn't do at home, trust your gut, just really kind of, if it feels wrong, it's wrong kind of thing. They were right. So it will definitely always be a reminder of me being able to, I guess, pick back up if you get dropped, like the whole change in plans, the day of the trip for me to be able to just pull something together real quick, something as big as an international vacation. Um, instead of just, well, I'll go to Miami. You know what I mean? Like I pulled that shit off by myself with my own means. Um, I am proud of myself. And I am very aware of my blessings. And I gotta say, I can't wait to go on my next trip. So that is long drawn out version of my first solo international vacation. Um, so I guess if I were to give any suggestions, because I had some people ask me for um, some suggestions, I would definitely say that there are a lot of excursions and tours available to you through Viator, which I was looking into, but when I noticed some of the places that they were going, I realized that I could probably figure out how to do this on my own. Big shout out to Miss Joyce, who ended up really being the one to give me the printed out package of where to go and the places to see, I was able to do it all on my own. So I would say if you're interested in black history to look into the African diaspora trail, let me see. Cause this is what Miss um, Joyce left for me. She wrote all of this out for me, just see here. But it was basically pages of stuff, you know what I mean? Okay, it was um, square. No, there was a scavenger hunt in St. George's, but it was. Where is it? Oh. African Diaspora Heritage Trail. That included a lot of the um, different. This was one of the excursions that was out of season while I was there. But. Since she had given me a lot of points of interest that were on the island that were going to be stops on the trail, I just looked into the ones that I could find on my own. So, you know, pick up your phone, Google. Um, oh, and I gotta say, in terms of international plan, I um, am a longstanding customer of AT&T. So I ended up putting on the largest, I guess, passport plan that I could do. It was like $120 for, um, maybe eight gigs or something like just a certain amount of data on your phone and international calls are like 35 cents. Um, it was one call I made in New York before the plan kicked into effect. And I knew that that was going to cost me some change. But when I made those calls to Norwegian on Saturday, I made them with the understanding from the AT&T rep that, I would be covered for international calls and that that shit would cost me 35 cents. Lo and behold, I checked my bill when I came back. That ended up being a 20 minute, almost $50 phone call. 
Soda Care promptly called AT&T, and after uh, a pretty lengthy conversation, they ended up comping me for like $60. So thank you, AT&T, for listening to me, explaining things to me, and actually re-listening to me when I explained to you what I was explained initially. So, um, yeah, shout out to AT&T. I will stay a customer, even though I am out of contract and can literally go anywhere. Um, so what else? Wahoos for food. Yo Cherry. Definitely go to Yo Cherry while you're out there. It's in St. George's. Ooh, I, I think it's on York Street. Um, it's right by St. Peter's Church. Definitely go to Yo Cherry. Talk with Amber and Boss. I swear to you, I don't know this man's name, but mad cool. Um, go there. Get you some of the tamarind ginger sorbet. And I would say definitely stay at Grotto Bay uh, Resort because just the amenities right there available to you, whether it be the cathedral caves on site, the beach pool on site, the water sports on site, or the crystal fantasy caves walking distance and Switzerland is right nearby. I didn't go there because I was all inclusive. And the food at the all-inclusive was incredible. It included all my drinks, all um, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And um, it even gives you a um, unlimited bus pass and ferry pass. Uh, when I go back, I definitely want to look into the lighthouse that was suggested to me by um, somebody that's from the island that came to the bar. Um, and a girlfriend of mine from high school actually suggested the... Um, the lighthouse, but I didn't get out there to that. Um, overall, I'd say other than swimming in the caves, I hit all the things that I wanted to see. Oh, and I saw one young lady on Twitter that had asked me a question. Um, she actually said the same resort. She went to go see the unfinished church. And after seeing her pictures there, I definitely want to go see that when I go back because in my mind, I'm definitely going back. But if you have any other questions, please feel free to ask me. Um, I feel like I am not a wealth of information on Bermuda, but um, I know a couple things. I know a couple things. So thanks for watching. Like, subscribe, share. If you made it this far, thank you, bruh. Appreciate your time. Have a good one, guys. So that was baby me. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Um, and in the spirit of growth, I am going to be better at letting you guys know when I am going to be taking a break. I didn't take a break around, I don't think Thanksgiving. Oh, speaking of breaks, I did take a break on the monthly newsletter. November was a very difficult month for me personally. Um, so I decided to stop fighting against myself and to just give myself a break. Um, and in the spirit of that, I will be taking a break for the remain the remainder of the year. Uh, congratulations to the winners of the last giveaway I did in October's uh, newsletter was, I remember, it was um, Ashley, Nora, and Tila won the tote bags. They are actually, it's the bag that I've been carrying around almost daily. Uh, former guest Brittany has a Etsy shop and she's got some really cute merch. And so I'm giving away um, three of those tote bags. Every month when I do a newsletter, I have a giveaway that honors a guest that I have. The giveaway is always going to support one of the items or the programs or something that they have to offer. And that's what the last one was. So I'm going to be working around with playing around with a new format for the newsletter. And um, I will not have a new episode next week. So the next episode will be the second week of January. I think that is January 11th. So I'll be taking a break. Um, for the holiday. And I hope you guys are all having a magical holiday. I hope you are feeling good about yourselves uh, because the year, this time of year can do a really good job of, you know, either reminding of reminding us of what we have done or what we haven't done. 
And I would like for this moment, if you haven't had any other moments, for you to just be proud of this moment. Not all the past moments, not all the future moments. You're here now. You're here now. And sometimes that's enough. So that is enough for this episode. And that is going to be enough for this year. I'm so honored to have had you all with me in 2023 and many of you from before 2023. And I'm looking forward to everyone that is going to join us for 2024 and for the years to come. I fuck with y'all all and I appreciate y'all for fucking with me. Happy holidays and I will see you guys next year. Bye.